WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey, you know what? Let's make sure we win the World Series this year. How about that? It's a Red Sox Full Throttle Friday. Swing and a miss. It's over. The Red Sox have swept the Colorado Rockies. The Red Sox are the world champions of baseball for 2007. On the Rich Keefe Show. And did he make the catch? He did. He got it. The Red Sox win. Red Sox. I just went head over heels in my chair. Brought to you by McFarlane Energy, the E.L. Harvey Companies, and Aviva Trattoria. And the Boston Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century to win two World Series titles. Can you believe it? All right, back here on the Rich Keefe Show. It is that time. Full Throttle Sox Talk, co-sponsored by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com. By the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nossip Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers. And by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients and uh red sox spring training begins this month and to help us break it down we turn to the harbor one hotline where rob bradford of the baseball isn't boring podcast joins us rob how are you uh, let me tell you rich let, let's just start here okay yes, it, it this, the only question about this season is will joe castiglione become more popular than tiger king on netflix that's all i want to know he's so, gonna be up there and there i also go. feel like for for you and some of the other uh, reporters that are going to be around the team. You'll be just kind of like moving into camera spots and just kind of like, you know, be, oh, oh, here I am having a conversation. And then next year you can go back, you can watch the entire documentary and try to, f- we can play fine Rob Bradford throughout the whole Netflix thing. Well, there's going to be two certainties in life this season. Okay. Number one, they'll, they, the, the cameras will catch myself and Tristan Cassis strolling outside the ballpark shirtless yes. together arm in arm mm-hmm. because that has to be a, a whole segment. Uh, and secondly, and most importantly, I don't think the cameras will be able to take a turn around any corner without seeing a baseballs and boring t-shirt. <laughs> that is true. That's a great point. We're going to get a lot of those on the old Netflix. That's a good point. Yeah, this thing kind of came out of nowhere, at least to me. And I was, I read, I read just sort of like the first few sentences describing what it was. And I had to read it like three times. I was like, wait a minute. So it's this year. They're following the team all season. And then it's going to come out next year. But it's basically like hard knocks. But then they're going to have, you know, a, uh, you know, time to put all the material together. It's, it is a cool idea, but it kind of really came out of nowhere. And I, I wonder. How do the players feel about this, first of all? Like, this is not something that they had a say in, and now all of a sudden you're well, going to have to have all these cameras around. According to them, they had a say in it. Uh, they, you know, they, they did they did go to the players and make sure. I don't know what percentage of the players had to sign off on it. Hmm. So I think, I think this is fascinating, This is the whole, the whole topic, the whole conversation. Um, I think that, the Red Sox, Adam Grossman, the C, uh, CMO of the Red Sox, he came on the podcast and he admitted, said, yeah, of course we're nervous. And they should be nervous. Yeah. I think they should be nervous because 
This isn't Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Hard Knocks is an NFL production. You know, this isn't behind the B, which is controlled. You know, Nest, the Bruins have final say. When, when, so they're, when they're ripping Tyler Sagan, they're like, we want to rip Tyler Sagan. Yes, so, that's true. You know, and, and, and MLB really hasn't really had this, anything done like this by Netflix. And for Netflix, it's either you're really good and you can lean into that and that can be the selling point. Or if it goes the other way, they're not not going to lean in to the dysfunction yeah. and the drama. Yeah, for instance, so so I think that this is this could be really really good in a lot of ways. And the director, the guy who's directing this, did he's done a few of them for Netflix, but one of them I randomly saw, which was the cheerleading one. And I can tell you this: a lot of people didn't come off too well in the cheerleading one. No, so, that's so I right. I remember this, I remember hearing some of the yeah. backlash. I didn't watch that series, but I remember hearing a lot about it. So that obviously it did its job. If people that weren't even watching it knew about it and like and knew some of the people that had to either issue apologies or like had to come out yeah. and say stuff. So like, yeah, that's a that is a, that's pretty interesting. And you're right. It's gonna it's not gonna be the good team. This isn't gonna be the team chasing a World Series. This is gonna be a few interesting characters. I would imagine at some point some frustrated people. And uh, yeah, it adds a whole nother dynamic to the season. I, I think I think that you know, so the players sign off and we get the press release and in the press release, you know, you have Sam Kennedy, you have Alex Cora, you have Craig Breslow, and for players, you have Nick Pavetta, uh, Rob, Trevor Story and Rob Refsnyder. That's where we're at now. So <laughs> wow. so yeah. yeah, but I think for a guy like Rob Resnider can be really good. For a guy like Tristan Castle can be really good because, you know, people care about these guys and those are good guys and they're interesting guys and people are going to find them more interesting. But we had, I had Ryan Brazier on today and I asked him, I said, you know, who is, who is the guy going to be running away from the cameras? He's like, Chris Martin. He's <laughs> like, Chris Martin is going to be like, and, and there's going to be those guys. And I think that a guy like Nick Pavetta likes it right now. But is he going to like it in the middle of the season? I think for – Rich, I think that with baseball players, uh, 10 years ago, I don't think this would have happened. I don't think Pedroia and these guys are signing off on this. No. I just don't. No. But I do think that the dynamic of today's baseball player is that they want to be where the cool kids are at, You know, whether it's Instagram or whatever it is. And they feel like, oh, they see the golf one, they see the tennis one, they see the race car racing one. So they want to be where the cool kids are at. And Netflix is where the cool kids are at. Mm -hmm. But what they're not seeing is that, holy mackerel, this isn't going to be hard knocks where they're rolling it out and you're going to see it in real time. This is going to be taking it at the end of the year, editing it up, finding the most drama that they can, and then dropping in 2025. And I don't think the players – Fully understanding, this isn't going to be the grit, gut, and guile of long road trips. And oh my goodness, we have a new appreciation for these guys. No, no it's different. Going to lead into the yeah. drama one way or the other, and then it's going to be yeah. The timing of it is strange because there's going to be moments that some of the players maybe even forgot about, and then there's going to be guys that are no longer on the Red Sox next year when the thing is out, and people either like or dislike them, but they're not even here anymore. And it's going to be kind of strange. I also like thinking of Nick Pavetta. Like, if they had a camera crew inside the clubhouse when Cora told him he was going to the bullpen, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that would have been pretty good. Like, so, yeah. This, yeah, this thing's pretty interesting. I also wonder, you know, if they were if they were one of the, you know, four or five World Series favorites, 
I wonder if some even fans would be like, do they really need this distraction in there? Like, they, like just focus on the on the game. But because they're not, I feel like it's kind of like, all right, why not? Why not throw it in there? Why not give us a little separate, you know, uh, form of entertainment? I guess. Right? You have to also understand this is this is legit like two or three years in the making. So you have to factor that in. Yeah. Is that you, and and. Um, I don't. I, I don't think that one like they, they they're having their off season or their their money spending formed by the Netflix thing. They look at this as this is the a, a pure marketing thing. It is a it is a risk. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I think they've they've reached the point now. There's two things. They reached a point now where why not? You know they they don't have the power. They, yeah. they they don't have they don't have the power that they did before in terms of the the fandom. And and also understand like John Henry and Tom Warner, I think when they do this, they're like, yeah, of course we want to be the center of tension. We're the Boston Red Sox. We want to be the center of tension. This is this is cutting edge, and we want all. It's the same reason why you know they want to play games in France or Japan or mm-hmm. whatever it is. They want to separate themselves that way. They've always been that way. But the difference is is that. The, what they're put, putting out there is 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 very very different from any time when they were doing the yeah. book feeding the monster or going to <laughs> Japan in two thousand eight. Is this? Uh, I don't know if it was in one of the press releases and I missed it, but if they said how many episodes it's going to be, because I can only imagine how many hundreds and thousands of hours of stuff they're going to have. I don't think they said, but the the other ones are I think have been about eight. Eight episodes, so that's I'm crazy. gonna I'm gonna go with that. I think it's that's sort of where these these golf ones have yep. have landed. All so right. uh, yeah, you can't do more. I mean, you can't do more than that, right? No, I mean, you it's can't. Like, but I'm just saying, like, oh man, there's gonna be so much stuff that they have to leave out. Like, it should they they should be eight great episodes just based on how much stuff they're gonna have filmed. Well, and, and we can agree, and this is another thing I was talking with Brazier about. We can agree who the winner is going to be. Tristan Cassis is going to be the winner, that right? That was the ob- obvious right? one. Yeah, obvious one. Yeah. yeah. And Brazier said that he said if Verdugo was here, it, he would be like he would become a star. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I kind of bit my tongue. Like I, it depends how where the cameras go, you know. So, <laughs> it, but it's it's you know it's I think that you know there are there are guys who are going to absolutely benefit from this. But at the same time, again, Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta is, you know, he's the player rep. That's why he's quoted in all this. He's the player rep. Mm-hmm. But to your point, if you have another moment like you did where the guy gets moved to the bullpen, all of a sudden he's going to be saying, why did I give that go-ahead for the Netflix thing? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just don't think that these guys fully understand that this is not a Red Sox production. This is not an MLB production. This is a Netflix production. Yeah, no, that part of it is is wild for sure. Uh, Jordan Montgomery remains a free agent. We've been talking about him mm. off and on for several months now. What do you think? Is, the Rangers and the Red Sox are both just waiting for him to get desperate, or what, what do you think is going on there? So I had heard uh, a few days ago that the Rangers hadn't been really in contact or, or pursuing him much at all. Uh, for a while now, um, and the reason is is number one they you know they have some financial stuff for the TV contracts they sort of settled that but it doesn't seem like it's that much of a windfall. Um, number two is that the asking price from what I understand now this was a while ago so I'm sure it'll change, but 
you're talking about no doubt about it, seven to eight years, $300 million, number one starter type of money. And I think that the Rangers, among other teams, say, yeah, he's a great pitcher to have, but he's a number three. Like, he's a number three. Now, the Red Sox, it's a little bit different because we've talked about this before. Perception, innings eater, you know, you got to get someone. But if anyone's wondering why the Red Sox haven't signed Jordan Montgomery, I think I just answered it. Because you shouldn't pay seven or eight years at $200 million for Jordan Montgomery. Like, you should play this like J.D. Martinez, yeah. you know, if you have the opportunity to. Well, it's funny. The last three headlines, I would say, for the Red Sox were Theo Epstein back, uh, Netflix series, and then <laughs> Michael Fulmer, who's out for the season, but they signed him anyway. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, former rookie of the year. Yeah, oh, yeah. Make sure you put year. that in there. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and like you said, it's it's amazing. It's amazing we've landed here. What what is pitches and catches? I know I go soon. a week from today. Yeah, soon. But pitches and catches like Monday or Tuesday. I know the Dodgers started today, and wow. other teams do. It's crazy. It's it's but but as I said before, that there's a there's still like a ton of free agents there. So you can't just ultimately say, oh, absolutely, they've blown it because everyone's gone. No. That's not the case. Guys are still there. Yeah, no, that that is weird because you would think like, was Blake Snell still out there too, right? Like you'd want to get into a yeah. camp at some point. You yeah. would you would think. It, it it and you look at you look at San Diego like a lot of buzz today about San Diego not having any outfielders not named Fernando Tatis <laughs> Jr. and and them being interested in Jaron Duran and and that and that's where we're at with some of these teams like your roster right now and the Red Sox being one of them. It's like it's it can't be complete. It just can't be no, complete. Can't be. So, but that that's unheard of. Like when we're talking about pitchers, Kenley Jansen. Like, like, are you you're gonna get only a couple more days until you have the opportunity to trade Kenley Jansen without him wearing a Red Sox uniform for the 2024 season? That's is he nuts. is he getting traded? You think? I have to. I, I, there's too much smoke around it. Yeah. And, you know, you have a guy in a one-year deal. You have them going on record saying devaluing sort of the closer. I personally wouldn't trade him. Uh, I I am a big like you know if you have the certainty guy like him and Chris Martin, you go you ride with it. And if you're out of it, fine, you trade him at the deadline. That's fine. And I also believe I'm doing this selfishly. I'm going to be honest with you because he's one of the 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 personalities that I like to talk to yeah. in that clubhouse, but. But he's also he's good. Like he's yeah, if you get a good deal for him, fine. But but I like the certainty. I like to have some sort of certainty, and he I think is a is a pretty good example of that. Closer by committee will be fun on Netflix. We'll oh, just a different it's, guy. It's, it's like, I know where was where was where was Netflix with Chad Fox and Mike Timlin and, oh, and Brandon all those Lyon? guys do it in two thousand three. Yeah, Brandon Lyon. was a stud that year. Well. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a lot of opportunities. But speaking of 03, so then 04, that was the other Netflix part of it. We were also focused on this Hard Knocks-like thing. They also announced a 2004 documentary that they're going to do as well. And I love that team as everybody does. But I am curious, like, at this point, and this was even Fitzy's point earlier in the week when we uh, brought this up and we got this news, like, we've heard a lot about that season. We've heard a lot about that team. Now, you you were covering it way closer than I was, but... 
is there going to be new stuff here? Or is this just going to be like, uh, oh, I remember. Oh, I remember this and like highlights. Because I, I like that too. But is there any like unknown tales from the 04 season at this point? Well, when I first saw that, I was like, I'm exhausted by the 2014. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I, I, I'm not, to your point, it's like, how many things are you going to do, do on them? Mm-hmm. And the reason they're doing it, I understand. It's the, you know, you have the anniversary of them. Yeah. So, okay, we're doing the anniversary thing. Much like, uh, much like uh, Gresham Fourier with the 2000, uh, what was it? The 2003 Patriots. So it's, uh, it's, you have an anniversary, you do it, but I could, I could not be less excited about that part of the Netflix announcement. <laughs> I just, I've, I've heard enough. Yeah. Like I've, I've heard there's not going to be anything like the fact is that it came out. Pedro said to somebody, and I apologize, not knowing what broadcast it was on that. He tried to get traded to the Yankees three times. All right. That's, that's, my guess is that will be more interesting than anything I hear in this 2004 documentary. Yeah, no, that's probably true. All right, he's uh, Rob Bradford from the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. He'll be down in Florida. What, next week you said you're going down there? Yeah, Oof. yeah, a week, from, a week from today. Yeah, it'll be very, very exciting. I mean, yep. it's um, I'm bringing, once again, it's another, I'm bringing AM radio back with, uh, yes. I think I'm doing like 15 broadcasts. So, oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Come on down. Give me give me a home run call. Well, Let's first go. game, I was it two weeks from today. They play Northeastern, I believe. Yeah, and it's I got soon. the game the next day in uh, Sarasota. The 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 uh, Baltimore Orioles, and you know, I'm taking I'm taking the Orioles in the over. So there you go. All right. Very good, Rob Bradford. Well, I, actually, I, I take that back. I can't. I can't do that. I'm a broadcaster. I can't bet. I take that back. No, you, so, yeah, you you can't, are you crazy? You can't be betting on this. What are you, Kayshawn Bowie? Uh, training game? No, no, no. All no. right, but, but yeah, I look forward to it, man. Thanks, thanks so much. And yeah. uh, and by the way. Stiz is dominated, so he's he's, oh, he's dominated. Thanks, Rafo, and I'll I'll make the bet for you, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I know nothing. I know nothing. No. Well, <laughs> no, Stiz, you're the producer now of Red Sox baseball. You oh, can't be getting caught geez. up in that. Good oh, uh, lord! All right, Bradford, enjoy <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, I'll see you. All right, later. Good stuff as always from uh, Rob Bradford at Bradfo on Twitter, and uh, again, the baseball isn't boring podcast. Uh, let's re- just because he wants to talk about. It, let's grab Mike and Ludlow here. Uh, wants to talk socks and Netflix. Mike, what do you have? Hey, thanks for taking the call. Yep. Um, do you think they're holding off on signing any big names because they know they're going to have cameras all up in the locker room and the clubhouse the whole time? Uh no, I don't. I, Mike, I honestly think it's just John Henry doesn't want to spend a lot of money on the team. I think it has more to do with that. Because if any, it sounds like they're going to shed more salary than they are add to it. So like they're going to trade Kenley Jansen away by all accounts than, than do anything else. I don't think like if they brought in a big, I, you would almost think it would go the other way, yeah, right? Like would you be would better. want to bring in big name guys. Be like, look at this Red Sox looking pretty great here for, for Netflix. Shohei Otani's first year with the Red Sox on would've Netflix. Been, now would have been amazing. Come on. And like, they knew about this deal way, way before we did clearly. Yeah. This has been in the works for at least a, a time. year. So yeah. they could have been super aggressive. They could have been over the top aggressive. And we would have been like, why are they doing this? And then it's like, oh, they're doing a thing with Netflix. I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. Imagine what the, the narrative would be if that had happened. Isn't Netflix has got to be paying them something, right? How do, these, how do these shows work? I have no yeah, idea. I would imagine. But. I, you know. I, I mean, I don't think John Henry. I mean, we see how he is with his wallet. I don't know if he's. <laughs> although maybe. Maybe he thinks, like, the perception of this is going to help. 
I think it is going to be must watch. Like the Bradford's point about a lot of these other documentaries, even though like, there's some really good seasons of Hard Knocks, but all that stuff, the team was like all right with you them showing. Yeah. So like now with the Red Sox, like if they're really true to it, they're like we're just going to put the best stuff out here, and we don't care what it makes these guys look like. Oof. You could. I bet early they're going to be kind of like really reserved and like not saying anything. But and then, then by like the sixth, yeah. Oh god, yeah. It's such a long season. Yeah. You can't help but lose your mind. All right, we have grab bag coming up. Uh, you can join us as well. But right now, here is Stiz with what's trending. The Greg Hill Show weekdays six to ten. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines one last time before we turn it over to Boomer Esiason. The Celtics, they're at the Garden tonight for the last time in this current homestand. They're facing the Wizards. They tipped off about an hour ago. Right now, there's seven minutes left in the second quarter. Your Boston Celtics up 48-44 to over the Wizards. Jason Tatum was questionable with a non-COVID-related illness. However, he is available and on the court tonight. Uh, newly acquired players Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer are both out. So no debuts from those two guys tonight. The Bruins beat the Canucks, one of the best teams in the league currently, 4-0 last night at the Garden. Bruins' goals came from Zaka, Heenan, Geeky, and Marshan. Bruins have the night off tonight. They're back at it tomorrow afternoon when they'll host the Capitals. Puck drops from Causeway Street at 3.30. Patriots bringing in yet another former linebacker to join their staff, Dante Hightower. He's been hired as new linebackers coach. Hightower played four seasons alongside head coach Gerard Mayo with the Patriots. And Boston College has hired Bill O'Brien as their next head coach. O'Brien replaces Jeff Halfley, who abruptly left his post after four seasons to become the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More of its key show, including Grab Bag, coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. It's a full throttle Friday. Super Bowl week. We finally made it to the end of the week here. We've got 25 bets ready for you in our Super Bowl Propapalooza. We'll tweet them out at Rich Keefe Show. Throw it on uh, Instagram as well so you can follow along all our bets for the week. Plus, a reminder, this Sunday, 8 to 11 a.m., it is the Big Game Brunch. It is me, Hart, Fitzy, and Shime. Talking about everything Super Bowl. It's time for Grab Bag. It's time for Grab Bag. That's right. Time for Grab Bag. Uh, normally do this around 920, but on Fridays. Well, this is actually the last Friday. The Boomer Esiason uh, football hour comes your way at 9, but... That ends when the season ends. So for the next few Fridays before Red Sox baseball, we will be the full tang once again. But uh, let's dive into all the stories we didn't get to thus far, including the Boston Celtics, who are in action right now, Stiz. Overwhelming favorites. I think it was 18 and a half against the Washington Wizards, who have nine wins on the season. Nine. They're nine and 41. 
And up until a moment ago, the Wizards had the lead. Celtics yeah. are now up by two. 56-54, under four minutes to play in the second quarter. This is reminiscent when they had that home streak going. They had won like 18-19, whatever it was, in a row at home. And they were playing the Pistons, the only team worse than Washington. And they were losing like the whole time. And then they came back and won. So we'll see if that ends up uh, being the case. I mean, they do have the lead right now, but only by one. I'm just hoping it's over 127 and a half. That's what they need. Yep, we'll see. Oh, they, sure. they could definitely do that. They could definitely do that. No problem. Tatum has 18 points. Nobody else is really doing much. They are four of 17 from three. So usually when they're struggling, it is because of the three-pointer not falling, and that is the case once again tonight. And here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. Last night, Boston Bruins with a really impressive win over the Vancouver Canucks. Four zip at the Garden. The Canucks came into the game as the best team in all of hockey. The Bees scored two shorthanded goals in the first period. Never looked back. And after being off for what felt like months, the Bruins did not look good at all. Tuesday night against Calgary, lost 4-1. to one. And you're like, ugh, what was that? And obviously they were rusty. But still, it was like, what is, what is this? And like, what, what do we expect going forward? Well, just a couple nights later, they played the best team in all hockey, and they had maybe their best game of the season, a shutout for Linus Olmark, and uh, they had everything going. So nice win for them. They're off tonight. They play uh, Washington tomorrow afternoon at the Garden. They have a bit of a lengthy homestand right now. So they had the, that all that time off. They had the all-star break. And now they're home forever. So they got Washington, Tampa, Seattle, Kings, and Dallas all on this homestand. But, uh, yeah, really impressive. And I would argue their best win of the entire season last night. Grab bag. Speaking of last night, it was the NFL Honors Show. We mentioned earlier uh, who's getting into the Hall of Fame. No Rodney Harrison, which is a real shame, but... Still, you had uh, Devin Hester in, so I'm pumped about that. Peppers, Freeney, Andre Johnson, and Patrick Willis. Uh, they also gave out the awards. Lamar Jackson, nearly the unanimous MVP. I have no problem with that. Lamar Jackson should be the MVP. Uh, CJ Stroud won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Personally, I would have given it to Puka Nakua, the, what, fifth-round pick by the L.A. Rams, who had an insane season, one of the best receivers uh, this year and one of the all-time rookie seasons ever for a uh, wide receiver. I thought he should have gotten it, but Stroud had a great year. And, you know, if it's close, I feel like they probably will go with the quarterback every single time. couple other awards, though, that I did find interesting. And, there were, you know, Miles Garrett won defensive player, uh, Will Anderson, D rookie, uh, McCaffrey offensive player. So those were all kind of, in a way, to be expected. The two that jumped out to me, one – Kevin Stefanski wins coach of the year for the Cleveland Browns. You're like, all right. They had uh, not super high expectations this year. Deshaun Watson got hurt. They played all these quarterbacks and they made the playoffs. So like, good for Kevin Stefanski. But if the coach that, that won and like kind of surprised people how good they were, but they fired their offensive coordinator. Like they moved on from Alex Van Pelt, who's now the Patriots offensive coordinator. And I know Cleveland was better defensively than offensively, but if you're giving them credit at all to Joe Flacco and the five quarterbacks that they played, it's just kind of strange. Best, The best coach in the league, they said, was Kevin Stefanski. 
And yet it seems like a handful of his staff is now in New England. And they were like, yeah, hey, you guys can have him. Odd. The other one, speaking of the uh, uh, the Browns, Joe Flacco won comeback player of the year over DeMar Hamlin, who died. Yeah, that's, died. that's true. That he came back. He, he came, came back. Came back from heaven. Like, that's more impressive to me than yeah. your couch. That's way more impressive than to, like, hey, I didn't play for, like, three months because I was old. I thought I was done. Then I got a call because all these quarterbacks were injured, and then I did decent enough. Like, okay, great. You came back from retirement because you were old, and it was probably time for you to retire. DeMar Hamlin died on the field. We watched it. Everyone was in shock by it. You're like, is this guy going to live? And then it was like, well, is this guy going to be able to walk? Is it? No, oh, he's playing in the NFL. Yeah. Now people are like, well, he didn't like, he didn't like play a full season and whatever, but he's in the NFL. I remember <laughs> watching the game when it was like, oh my God, people, then everyone's going on like, yeah, shouldn't play football. And this is why people shouldn't play football. Like come if it's comeback player of the year, they should just change it to the DeMar Hamlin award. I don't like. There's nothing more you can come back from. Yeah, that's. A, I was just gonna say that. Like, that's a pretty like good Jesus comeback. H Christ. Prior to him, came back from the dead. I, I, I it's insane. And so once I saw it, because they do like a f- list of finalists, like three or five finalists, and he was one of them. You're like, all right, obviously, obviously. It's like, so what happened to you? It's like, oh, I, I hurt my ACL. Oh, okay. What happened to you? I retired and then came back. Oh, okay. What happened to you? Died. I died. Died. I was dead. <laughs> Oh yeah, you what you came back from more impressive. I had a sprained ankle. Oh, you had a sprained ankle last year? How did you treat that with ice? Okay, great. So that was a strange one, but Joe Flacco. So the Browns kind of cleaned up. They had Joe Flacco, Miles Garrett, Kevin Stefanski all won uh big awards yesterday, but I don't know. It felt kind of crazy seeing uh, DeMar Hamlin not win it. <laughs> Dante Hightower joining the Patriots coaching staff. How do you like that? Linebacker coach. Dante Hightower, great player. I always loved Dante Hightower. He was one of Bill's last really good first-round picks, too, which was like forever ago. They drafted Chandler Jones, Dante Hightower in the same draft, hit on both those picks. Hightower was a great player here. And uh, obviously he's kept in touch with Mayo. He's got a good relationship with Mayo and now is uh, on the staff. I like that. Good. Why not? And really, he's one step away from being an NFL head coach. You go yes, from linebackers coach to head coach. Enough. That's what Mayo did. So maybe uh, maybe Dante will do the same thing. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old grab bag. Corey Kluber, former Red Sox great, has announced his retirement from Major League Baseball. Uh, this was one that didn't work for uh, Bloom as... Corey Kluber spent one year with the Red Sox. He had uh, he appeared in 15 games last year, started nine of them, including opening day. He was the opening day starter for the Red Sox last year. And I remember at the time, you're like, mm. there's a big debate, and we'll probably get into it this year. Uh, oh, does it matter who the opening day starter is? Like, yeah, I think it kind of does. Maybe it's kind of old school. But he kind of... You want to start the season on a high note. I, I understand it's a very long season, but you want to start the season with your best. The Red Sox started it with Corey Kluber, and it ended fittingly in last place. He finished with an ERA over seven, but horrible with the Red Sox. Great career, though. 
awesome career. Two-time Cy Young winner. He had two other years where he came in third and then another year where he came in ninth. So there was a five-year run in a row where he was one of the ten best pitchers, really one of the three best pitchers for four of those five years in the American League. Led the league in uh, wins a couple of times. Led the league in uh, ERA once. Led the league in innings pitched once. Uh, was a guy that would throw complete games when nobody else was throwing complete games. So uh, I'm only joking about making fun of how bad he was here with the Red Sox because for his career, he was great. Now, I don't think he's like Hall of Fame great. Like, you can't go that far. 116 career wins, 344 career ERA. But two Cy Youngs, like, immediately gets you at least on the, like, oh, Let's take a look. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Uh, but, yeah, he was he was nasty. And a guy that didn't get really good until he was a little bit older. His first really good year, he was 27. And then he won the Cy Young when he was 28. So a little bit different than uh, some of these other guys. But hell of a career to uh, Corey Kluber. Rest in grab Well, fittingly, the WrestleMania season, we are we are in it. We are in the thick of it. It starts at Royal Rumble, ends at Mania. Actually, it really ends at, like, the Raw after Mania. But anyway, we're in it. And yesterday out in Vegas, they held, like, a full-on press conference, which I love. I'm all in on this wrestling stuff. I'm, I'm back in. And after watching the Rumble, we were like, all right, what are they going to do? What's going to happen? CM Punk got hurt, kind of changed their plans. So it looked like it was going to be Roman Reigns, who's been champion forever, against The Rock. Oh, The Rock's back? Everybody loves The Rock. No, turns out not everyone loves The Rock. Rocky sucks. People want Cody. People love Cody Rhodes, who lost last year in heartbreaking fashion to Roman Reigns. And it looked like they were just going to run it back again this year until they weren't. But then there was so much backlash that now they are. So Triple H last night posted a new uh, WrestleMania poster. It's Roman Reigns versus Cody again. But what do they do with The Rock? Is he just on the sidelines now? Or yeah, is he going to be in it? That's Because at the press, I didn't see that that poster, but at the presser uh, yesterday in Vegas, behind them, the big poster was Roman and Rock. I know, now that it's out, apparently. Huh. There's still there's still things brewing. A lot of moving parts. Oh, yeah. Elim- <laughs> Elimination Chamber this month. That's the one pay-per-view, I think, in between the two. We'll have to get our guy Jason Rossi, our wrestling insider, on again because yeah. there's a lot going yeah, on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a I lot happening. <laughs> I need, I'm desperate for answers right now, and I don't have any. Thanks for calling the Rich Keefe Show. You have selected Grab Bag. Uh, Stiz, I showed you a trailer for a horror movie that comes out next month, and I tweeted it out at Dork Podcast for anybody who's interested in it. It's called Late Night with the Devil. If you are a horror fan, yeah. stop what you're doing right now. Yeah. Go to the Rich Key or the Dork Podcast yep. Twitter yep. and yep. watch this trailer. It's crazy. It looks insane. So it's David Desmalchin, I think is how you say his name. He's one of those like that guys in movies. He's an actor who's in uh yeah. he's he's yeah. in everything. Uh and he's like the lead in this, which is kind of cool. Wasn't he the cop in a Batman movie or a villain no, he wa- in a Batman no, movie yes, or he something? W- he was a guy that uh, was... When uh, the Joker does that... Uh, under the influence of the Joker, I think, or something. He was in one of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Yeah, yeah the 100%. scene where the, uh, the, the the firing squad thing and the mayor. Yeah, yeah, he was in uh, The Dark Knight. So yes. it was like one of... Yeah, he was in one of those I ones. knew I knew his face. Then he was also in The Suicide Squad, uh, 
the good one, the James Gunn one, where he played uh, Polka Dot Man. He was great in that. Uh, he was also just in Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, so he's in a, he's in a bunch of stuff, but this is this time he gets like a full on uh, spot as the lead. So it's like a found footage style type movie where he's the host of like a variety late night show. And apparently something happened that night. Yeah, I'm, I'm still on. trying to even figure out the premise for this movie. Yeah, it's chaos. Late night with the devil, though. I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm all in on it. Grab bag. Boston College hired Bill O'Brien. There's a lot of smoke around that for Bill O'Brien to be the head coach. Sounds like it's a good move all uh, all around. I'm glad Bill O'Brien's no longer the offensive coordinator with the Patriots. That needed to be over with. But for Boston College and where they're at, I don't think they could do a whole lot better for their head coach. Yeah, seems like a win-win. There was a lot of talk. He didn't. He he came he, to New England because he wanted to stay in Massachusetts. Could be back in Massachusetts, uh, but then he took the Ohio State job, and hopefully didn't buy a house or anything because now he's right back here coaching BC. Speaking of Ohio State, it looks like Chip Kelly is leaving UCLA where he was the head coach and is now going to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. And I'll tell you, personally, I hate Ohio State. I have no connection to Ohio State, so why would you like them? But I don't like them. But as a New Hampshire guy, I'm kind of pulling for him. Ryan Day, New Hampshire, Manchester Central, then went to uh, UNH, played for Chip Kelly, who's also from New Hampshire, was the offensive coordinator at UNH before he got the Oregon job. Not a lot Not a lot of us uh, New Hampshire guys out there in uh, D1 football. So That's right, so you got to represent. I kind of have to root for those yeah. guys. I'm kind of an, all of a sudden, I'm kind of an Ohio State fan. Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, and Wink Martindale is going to the uh, Michigan Wolverines as their defensive coordinator. All right, that'll do it for another successful edition of. Uh, yes, um, I was wondering, how much for the grab bag? We'll have our final thoughts uh, before uh, Super Bowl week is over. Wrap up the Rich Keefe Show. Hand things off to Boomer Esiason. Coming up next here on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. The Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, on this Friday, final handful of minutes of the week. Big game brunch, though, coming up Sunday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Tune in right here on WEEI. It'll be me, Hart, Fitzy, and Shime talking about Chiefs and 49ers, plus plenty of Patriot stuff as well, especially with the comments from Robert Kraft this week. What Arthur Blank had to say today, if you missed that, basically, Arthur Blank did not offer the job to Bill, and Bill never asked for total control, so he just... Apparently lost straight up to Raheem Morris. Uh, but Chiefs Niners, now we were doing a lot of picks throughout the week. And as somebody pointed out, Stiz, and you can still stick with this, but I'll give you the chance to change. <laughs> <laughs> you went with uh, Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. MVP. So did I. That's, yeah. that's a, I mean, I think that's kind of a chalk pick, but it's also like, listen, we're trying to win these bets. So we both went with Mahomes as the MVP. However... You went with the 49ers winning the game. I did. Okay. Now, I understand how they that may be... Um, Tough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hypocritical, I guess. I don't even think that's the word. No, yeah, but no, whatever. Here's here's my explanation. Okay. I honestly think the Chiefs are going to win. I, I do. But 
I want to. I want to have fun. I want to so believe. So it's almost I more of a have... hedge. It's almost you're more hedge. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're probably going to get one or the other in a way. Mo- most likely. Oh, okay. More, but I, I really want the. I would rather the 49ers win because, like I said earlier, yeah, you're sick of the. Chiefs. I'm just sick of the Chiefs. Yeah. I don't. I don't like him. Patrick Mahomes has a stupid face. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. It's funny. I've, I've, you're not the only person that has said that. I don't mind him. And his for, brother and his wife okay. are super annoying. I'm not going to blame him for his brother and his wife. Certainly not <laughs> his brother. Not his fault. He chose his wife. Oh, Although cute. Hart said she looked good in the SI swimsuit. Yeah, she's going to be uh, the the new SI swimsuit model. Well, one of them, right? They usually yeah, throw like a million people in there yeah. now. But yeah, no, I think the Chiefs win the game. I think we're going to be talking about uh oh, three Super Bowls for Mahomes. What's going on? I think what's going to be really fascinating after the Super Bowl, and probably win or lose for the Chiefs, the two big questions are going to be, is Andy Reid coming back, and is Travis Kelsey coming back? And if they're not, listen, I think Mahomes is going to be fine, but like, what a big adjustment. New favorite target and a new head coach. That's going to be a lot to overcome in year, what, seven for him. But those guys could also both come back. Andy Reid kind of gave it a non-answer. And then Travis Kelsey's at the stage of his career where he's probably probably thought about it last year. He's definitely going to think about it this year. If you're Travis Kelsey, yeah. what do you do? Uh, you cl- you're dating the biggest pop star in the world. That's true. That Money, is true. you don't have to worry. Of, you know, you, you are got a good thing from, going, though. You, you, great, you got a good oh. thing going. I, she likes coming to the games. Yeah. You, could, you, can, you can't, like... I know Gronk took a year off and then came back, but he did it younger than what Kelsey is. So, like, I don't think that's really an option for Kelsey. He's got to kind of stick it out. Also, if Brady never went to the Bucks, is Gronk coming back? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. No, he's not. I don't know. If I'm Kelsey, I, I'd probably try to milk this thing dry. Like, I, I would think I would, I would play another year. You know the NFL wants him back. Oh, my God, do yeah. they want him back. And if they win, it'll probably be a little bit easier for him to walk away. Be like, all right, I went out on a high note. We've seen other guys do that. You would think. But if they lose, because what happened was when Jason Kelsey lost to Travis Kelsey, there was talk Jason was going to retire then, and then he was just like, after a loss, like we were that close, I got to run it back again. And Because he had already won one. Like He was on the team that beat the Patriots, so it's not like he didn't have a ring. But he was like, I got to do it. So, yeah, the, the league definitely wants any kind of connection to Taylor Swift, which is why this will also – this should be the highest-rated Super Bowl of all time. This should be, like, setting all kinds of records. It should be because, one, it's going to be a good game. It's the Super Bowl, so the number's already crazy high. And then there might be those few people out there that wouldn't have watched, which I think is crazy, but those few people that wouldn't have that happen to be Taylor Swift fans. Taylor Swift's bringing more eyeballs to the screen than Usher is, who's doing the halftime. That's probably a fair yeah. assessment. I'm not trying to take a knock at Usher. That's just I think around. Usher's going to put on a great show. I bet he will. I think I think Usher has more. I think people know uh, more Usher hits than they think. Yeah, well, he's been you know around I mean? for so long. Yeah, sneaky long a, time. Oh, yeah. I was checking this out the other day. He put out his first album in, like, 90-something. I was going to say, it was definitely yeah, 90s. Late 90s. Like, it was a while. And I guess Alicia Keys is going to be there, and there was report they were trying to get Justin Bieber maybe to be there. So That'd there might be, be even a couple of other surprises too, along the way. So yeah, we'll uh, we're going to be all uh, all eyes on the Super Bowl this Sunday. Then we'll be breaking it down Monday night. All the fallout from the Super Bowl. Plus, I'm still one of those guys. I'm looking for the trailers and the commercials. I know the commercials haven't been great over the last several years, but you might get a good movie or TV trailer in there. 
All right, Stiz, great week, my dude. As always, that'll do it for us here on the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. But again, big game brunch. Join us Sunday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Me, Fitzy, Hart, and Shime. Have a great Friday night. We'll talk to you Sunday morning, 8 a.m. And then the Rich Keefe Show will be back Monday night at 6.